You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful that you tuned in today, and I hope that the scriptures that we read today will give you some hope and encouragement. In fact, if you find it useful, I encourage you to share it with some friends around the world, and let's all find some hope from the scripture. So today's passage is going to come from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Paul talks about our lives in Jesus as if we became brand new creations, and I just want to set the stage for this part of Paul's letter to the Corinthians. So Paul Paul understands salvation sort of like this. God has made a really, really good world. I love the creation that we live in. I love that it's beautiful. I love that it's creative and it's deep. I love the sunrises and sunsets. I love the rainbows. I love the highs and the lows. I love everything about the creation that God made. I love the relationships with people. I love the creativity. I love the fun, the laughter. So God made a super good world filled with all kind of living things. But in the biblical story... The moment that humanity looked at God and rejected His governing over us and said, we want to be in charge, we don't want to stick to your boundaries, or your guidelines, or your character, we want to do this our way. And we rejected God's rule, we went for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if you know the biblical story from Genesis chapter 3, we brought corruption into God's creation and sort of, it's almost as if everything just became off its axis. And so corruption came to God's world and creation became broken and suddenly we now live in this wonderful place that is also tainted with natural disasters, with chaos and fear, with with bigotry and greed and racism and hate and anger and sin and disease and viruses that are out of control and leukemia. And we have a a situation where we live in a creation that's really good, but it's also tangled in this brokenness. Well, the reminder constantly that this is the status of the world, that it's not filled with life, but it's sort of marked by brokenness, is that every one of us, every living thing, we come to a point of our death. Our mortality is like this constant, immovable reminder that everybody and everything is moving toward a finite place, towards an end. It's a reminder that creation is broken, that the the life-giving nature of God has sort of been cut off by our choices, our decision. Well, the good news is that when Christ came to the earth and when he died on a cross to become a sacrifice so that he could cleanse us of our sins and adopt us into God's family, we are restored to the image of Christ and therefore restored to our real humanity. We become new creations. So it's almost like when Jesus stepped out of the tomb from the resurrection, he became the first man in a new creation, one that's not going to be marked by sin and rebellion and brokenness and anger and greed and jealousy and covetous natural disaster and disease. Jesus walks out the first man of this brand new creation. And the call for all of us who are being adopted into God's family is that we become changed on the inside. The Bible uses the language born again. We become new creations, literally members of the new creation. We become agents who live in this wonderful creation that is broken. And we are bringing the message and the teachings and the hope of the new creation into the world in which we live. 
And we're waiting for the day when God gives us new heaven and new earth. Let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want you to hear this language of new creation. So Paul is a man driven by the love of Jesus for us and the message that he understands. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. That's the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. You can hear the whispers of the hope of Easter. In a week and a half, we'll gather on the first day of the week to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And all over the country, brothers and sisters will wake up with this expectation, with this eagerness for life that reaches beyond the grave, for eternal life that starts the minute a person gives their life to Jesus Christ. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in that way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So I want you to think about this. Number one, Does the love of God compel you? Are you moved by the way that God loves you in Christ? And are you driven to share this message with people who need to hear it? It's worth sharing. Number two, do you recognize that in Jesus Christ, truly one died for all? Like his crucifixion became a substitute for us and he gave the greatest gift. Like he defeated death for us and gave us real life. Number three, Do you realize that if you've given Jesus your life, you're adopted into his family, and you literally have become a part of the new creation, now you're part of the solution, not the problem. Your primary allegiance is no longer to the old creation, the broken one, the one that's driven by pride and selfishness, that your allegiance is to the new creation. You're a member of the age to come already. Your eternal life started the day you gave your life to Jesus. Do you realize that? And last, do you realize that God's given all of us believers the message of reconciliation? We are ambassadors for God, literally. He's our king, and we're his advocates all over the world. So that people who are alienated from him or angry at him or just haven't ever thought about him can know that he is eager to take our sins away, to adopt us into his family, and entrust us with this message of a new way to live as the image of Jesus, as a new creation. So new creation is coming, and in many ways, it's already begun in you, in me, in anybody who's given life to Christ. So as we move forward and find ourselves in a few days celebrating the resurrection of Jesus on Easter morning, I want to challenge you with the message of reconciliation. Will you help spread the good news of God's love for the world? You can share this podcast, or better yet, you can invite family, friends, and neighbors to celebrate with you on Easter, even though we can't gather We can watch live stream from our homes and chat about it all day. Would you take this life-changing message and live it out and share it? Thanks a lot for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast.